0: In this place today and just welcome the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God. Gabriel's mentioned that last week, Chris was ministering right up to quarter to five. The Holy Spirit was here. And let's just connect with what the Holy Spirit's been doing throughout this series on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So just begin to pray in tongues. If you pray in tongues, you begin to invite him here right now. Father God, we just, we're just we just here today because, Lord, we believe that you're here believe that you want to you wanna minister to us, Lord, through the gifts of the Spirit. You want us to you wanna fill us with the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we're nothing, Lord. We need the Holy Spirit. It's as the, these gifts that we've been talking about, studying about, as the Spirit wills. We need the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, come. Just lift your hands right now and fill. Fill every person, Father, in this place today, Father, with a fresh touch of God. Father, stir up, Lord, the gifts of God. Stir up the gift of the Spirit, Father God, in Jesus' name. Father God, we, we don't want to just talk about these gifts, Lord. We want to see these gifts, Father God. We want to see these gifts. You have words of wisdom, words of knowledge. You have revelation to give us, Father. You are speaking to us right now. We're open to you, Lord God. You have power gifts for us to break through. This is the year of breakthrough, Father God. We ask you for those power gifts of healing. Gifts of faith to be stirred, Father. And miracles, the working of miracles. Father, we pray, begin to speak to us. You tongues, Lord God. Release prophecies. Prophetic intercession, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, release interpretation of tongues, Father. In the name of Jesus, release the gifts of the Spirit, Lord thank you Father God thank you Jesus thank you Jesus before we start today I want us to pray anybody here you've got a problem in your ears either you're suffering from deafness in one side of the ear or you've got pain in the ear or an infection in the ear if that's you just lift your hands right now give me a wave if that's you you've got suffering from ear problem, I want you just to come forward. This lady here, just come right now. Yep, just take a step, a step out of your seat. Brett, can you just be available to pray as well? Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What's, what's the problem with your ear? Titnus in your ears? We just pray for that to unblock in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We praying for a creative miracle, Father, right now. Command this ear to be open in the name of Jesus. Any fluid and blockage in the name of Jesus come out in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Father God, we just speak, Father God, that these ears to be fully open and a hearing to be restored spiritually and physically in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And this day she would hear your voice Given her direction, given her purpose, Lord She would hear your voice just like Samuel, Lord God That as you are speaking to Samuel, calling Samuel That she would hear your voice clearly, Lord God She would hear your voice clearly through these ears, Lord God In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father Thank you, Jesus You responded to the same thing Wax in your ears. Thank you, you, Father God. Well, Lord, we speak the fire of God over this wax, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We command, Father God, this wax to be melted in the name of Jesus. Fire. Fire, Lord. Fire, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. What we come forward What's wrong with your ears? But itchy ears. Lord Jesus. Lord, fix these ears for the creative miracle, Father. Right now. Itch. Go! In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's receive. Looser right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Amen. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Amen. You may be seated. What I said, you just talked to that lady down there. I felt like something happened there. Just, just find out the story. What's happened with that lady? That would be great. Hallelujah. I just really felt today that God was going to move in your, in your in your ears, in people's ears right now. Just want to talk to that. Let's find out the story. Yeah. Okay, if you guys can talk about it, Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Give me a wave if you're feeling better there. Yep, definitely. Well, I believe that God's going to complete that work in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 today. How many people are are really getting stirred by this Gifts of the Spirit series? You're really getting stirred. You're starting to study. And uh, I just want to encourage you to take some of the messages that we've been saying today. I mean, we have many uh, sermons and many study series, whether it's at the 2.30 or the 5. And uh, I really believe that we need a breakthrough in the Gifts of the Spirit. Colin had said this year that this is the year of breakthrough. How are you going to breakthrough? Well, the Gifts of the Spirit, you could look at it a different way They are the toolkit. They're God's toolkit for you to breakthrough in your life, in Jesus' name, amen? They're like keys, if you need a certain key to unlock a certain door, to get a certain breakthrough, where there God has given you nine specific keys, or nine specific gifts where he's, he's given you them, so you can break through to the next level, and uh, so I want you to take uh, some of the sermons, listen to them online, get them in your spirit, and start to study right through this book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and let's, let's turn there right now, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, today we're going to be talking, is this uh, mic working? Today we're going to be talking about the working of miracles, the working of miracles. Verse 1, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit. There are differences of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversity of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. To the one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. And to another, there it is, the working Spirit of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discernment of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Well, two things there we can learn from this scripture and all the different nine gifts. It's number one, as the spirit wills. We're not turning on these gifts like a tap when we want, as we want. We're not making things up as we want. It's as the Holy Spirit uh, as the Holy Spirit moves on our lives so just a practical point from a minister's point of view where do we get these words of knowledge where do we get these words of wisdom where do we get sermons from well hopefully in a perfect world we get them in intercession from the Holy Spirit we're praying and the Holy Spirit says I want you to preach on this topic it's kind of a w- word of wisdom or a word of knowledge because that's exactly what the church needs at, at that point where did that healing word come for ears today it came as I, as I was praying in the secret place, and, and God said, listen, I want you to focus on praying for ears today. Uh, and that's how it happens, and it's the same for you. You could pray before your cell group. You could say, well, God, we've been talking about the Word, and we haven't seen much of your power, but today, Lord, this week, I want to see your power. Can you give me some words of knowledge? Uh, can I start ministering healing for some people in the cell? And you, too, can start ministering out there. It's as the Spirit wills, not as we will. As the Spirit wills in the anointing of God will come upon you. I remember when we were evangelizing in Shepherd's Bush. And often evangelism can be very, very difficult without the Holy Spirit. Anybody tried evangelizing without the Holy Spirit? Very difficult. Because it's the Holy Spirit that saves people. And it's the Holy Spirit that anoints you with boldness. And it's the Holy Spirit that gives you the words to speak. So evangelizing without the Holy Spirit is very difficult. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts people of sin. So without the Holy Spirit, very difficult. So we'd spent... A good hour or two, ministering, and it was nice. We got some worship. We did some spiritual warfare before we went out. We did everything. We preached, and everything was good. You could say it was anointed. I mean, it felt okay, you know what I mean? But you know what? Sometimes in church, people have this phrase, God just turned up. Anybody heard that, that phrase, God just turned up? Well, I thought that God was there before. I thought that he was there in the prayer meeting. I thought that when we prayed for Bill and they received the anointing to go out and minister, you know, I thought he was there. But suddenly we, we finished. We said, oh, okay, we're getting ready to, to finish. And uh, suddenly a lady came and she said, you know, I want you guys to pray for me. I said, okay, what's, what's wrong with you? She said, oh, I've got a tumor in, in my, my brain and I need to, I'm going to the doctor to get it checked out today. Will you pray for me? And I thought, well, we're, we're finished. You know, we're finished here. I thought, well, we'll pray for you. So we gathered around. We started praying for this lady. Then out of the blue, suddenly, the wind of God just blew at the back of my head. The wind of God just blew. And this lady, she just literally collapsed under the power of the Holy Spirit and started to shake on the floor. At that moment in time, the Holy Spirit started to move. And a crowd of people gathered together because they also realized that in the atmosphere, something was happening. God had turned up. And a gentleman that was just not too far was getting witness to her by a lady. He saw exactly what happened. He saw God moving in this lady's life. And he said, you know what? I want to receive Jesus into my life. Hallelujah. Amen. And God can move. You know, people get saved easily when God's moving, when the gifts of the Spirit are in operation and they're there to energize you, to break through. Now, the working of miracles, what is the definition of the working of miracles? Now, there's two phrases here. The working part and the miracle part. I want you to, to underline that in your, in your Bible of your taking notes. The working part and the miracle part. Well, it's the working, the gift of the working of miracles, not just the gift of miracles. Notice that. It's the gift of the working of miracles. Often there's something that God wants us to do in order to get the miracle. But the working part, meaning the energy, it comes from God. God shows us how to do it. Now, that word working there is the word in Greek, energeia. It's also in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, which says, God works in you or energizes in you the power and the desire to do his will. So God's working in you. I was preaching the other day on Friday, and I was saying this statement, God wants to work a work in you before he can work a work through you. Amen. God works in you, the power works in you, then it works through you. So it's the working of miracles, the power is working in you. God is energizing you. That's the word where we get energy from. And then the word miracles is the word dunamis, meaning dynamite. You may have noticed this phrase in Acts 1 verse 8. You shall receive power. Everybody say power. Power. Shout it out, Power. power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, dynamite. So this word, dynamite, the working of dynamite, that's, that, that is the phrase of the gift of working of miracles. It's the working of dynamite, God's dynamite. Amen? The working of power, the working of miracles, or the energy to set off the dynamite. Amen? It's the energy to set off the dynamite. It's the working of God. The definition here, uh, if you want to read up on the gifts of the Spirit, and we've been announcing this, Lester Sumrall's book, it's in the bookshop on the gifts of the Spirit. And he says, it's a supernatural intervention by God in the everyday ordinary course of nature. A supernatural intervention of God in the everyday ordinary course of nature. Meaning, in the natural, it's impossible. In the natural, someone who's dead doesn't come alive. In the natural. Once they're dead, 99% of people out there believe once people are dead, that's it. That's it. But a miracle is is resurrection from the dead. It's impossible. If doctors could do resurrections, you could probably, when you die, get yourself booked in the next week and get resurrected from the dead. But doctors can't resurrect people from the dead. Only Jesus can resurrect people from the dead. Amen? Because Jesus said, I am the resurrection of the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live in John's Gospel chapter 11. So it's an intervention. Now notice this, that a miracle is not a miracle to God. It's only a miracle to us. Because to God, miracles are normal. Because it's not a miracle. It's, just, it's normal for God to, to bring restoration of life. He is he's perfect. He's a healer. That's what he does. So it's, it's just a surprise to us because we think it's impossible. And when we think it's impossible, then it's a miracle. So this definition here in the King James Version, it says, To another, miraculous powers. Well, I'd like to say superpowers, amen. God is gifting the church with super energizing, miraculous powers to do his will, amen. To break open doors. That, that's the translation there. Now, dynamite, have you ever seen these huge skyscrapers? I mean, you've seen that big, it's called the Chard, is it, in London? You've been there, haven't you? Yeah, the Chard, yeah. And you go up there, it's tall. We don't know whether they put it there because they wanted to have something big in London, something we could show off to, but can you imagine if they were taking that building down, they'd have to put dynamite, similar to the Twin Towers. Now, you look at that thing, my God, how big is that? It's intimidating. And so often in our lives, there's mountains in our lives that are intimidating, but I tell you, those mountains can come down with the dynamite of the Holy Spirit, Amen. With the dynamite, and you've seen that skyscrapers put the dynamite there at the bottom, and suddenly, all oh, they, they have a strategy and a way they do it, and it seems that the, the building just falls right down straight, it explodes, and this massive, intimidating building is suddenly as flat as a pancake. Hallelujah. See, that's what God wants to do in your life, and that's what God wants to do when He's bringing the gospel into people's lives. He wants to utterly destroy every intimidation of the evil one. Amen. By giving the church supernatural, miraculous, energizing power to do His will. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the definition of of the working of miracles. The working of miracles. Now, let's look at the Old Testament here. We've got some things I want to go over. Number one, miracles are there in the Old Testament. Often, the working of miracles was done by a prophet. And we're going to look at Moses here. So let's turn over to Exodus chapter 4 here. Now I love this story in Exodus because you've got Moses and Moses reminds me of just normal people. People who don't think that God can use them. People who don't think that God can use them. Anybody here like that? You find it difficult to believe that God could use you. And here, Moses has ran away from God. He's made his mistakes so he's got a lot of baggage. God's turned up and he said, you know what? I've heard the cry of my people and I'm sending you. And you are going to go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Could you imagine today if God had said to you, Brett, I want you to go to President Obama. I want you to get an appointment to the White House and tell him, let my people go. That was the kind of scenario that we're looking at here. Who is Moses? And suddenly he needs to go to Pharaoh and start speaking on behalf of God. And God says, listen, I'm going to use you in an amazing way. But God, if God calls... God equips you, amen? That's what the gifts of the Spirit are all about. That God has not called the church without the Holy Spirit, without the gifts of the Spirit. You, when you receive the Holy Spirit, receive the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, and you receive the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. You didn't receive a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You've received the whole thing, amen? The whole of God is in your life, because that's how you became born again. He gives you the equipment to do the job He's called you to do. So Exodus chapter 4, let's read verse 1. Then Moses answered and said, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. Now, we struggle with this in our everyday life, don't we? Will people out there believe that you're a Christian, number one? Will they believe that God is alive, that Jesus died on the cross? Will they believe? This is the same thing Moses is asking. But how? How's it going to happen, Lord? So the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? What is that in your hand? He said, a rod. So God uses that which is already in your hand. Amen? He can use the the gifts he's already given you, the little things. He said, what's in your hand? And he said, cast this rod, cast it on the ground. And so he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent and Moses fled from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand and he caught it and it became a rod in his hand. And and God said that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. So look at this scripture. God gave Moses supernatural working of miracles through a rod. So what? So that people would believe. So that people would believe in the God of their fathers. Furthermore, the Lord said to him, now put your hand in your bosom. And he put his hand in his bosom. And when he took it out, Behold, his hand was leprous like snow. And he said, put your hand in your bosom again. So he put his hand in his bosom again, and he drew it out of his bosom. And behold, it was restored like, like his other flesh. Then it will be, if they do not believe you, nor heed the message of the first sign, that they may believe the message of the latter signs. So God was anointing Moses. He was anointing Moses with power, with signs and wonders. And we all know the signs that were there in Egypt to get the children of Israel out of Egypt. God anointed him. He gave him supernatural power to get the children of Israel out of Egypt. Out of Egypt. Now I want you to turn over to verse 17. Verse 17. Now we know this conversation that's happening with Moses and God. God's called Moses to do this an amazing work. And then Moses said, you know what, I can't even speak. So God gets frustrated and angry and says, you know what, I'm going to use Aaron, your brother, instead. And you speak to him and he'll be your mouthpiece. You'll be like God and he'll be your prophet. And there's this conversation going on. And after the conversation, it, for me, I look at this verse and I think, well, Moses, he kind of got out of it. He, he's got someone speaking on his behalf. He's got someone else doing his job. But he still needs to work miracles. And it says in verse 17, and you shall take this rod in your hand with which you shall do the signs, With which you will do the signs. Now we all know that it's God's power working in us and working through us that performs the miracle. Amen? We all acknowledge that. It's God. Without God, we can't perform a miracle. But the working of miracles is you have to do something. Amen? You have to pray. You have to move that arm. Have you seen when people pray on the platform here? And we're checking it out. Now, that's not just a style, something that we're doing, because often the Holy Spirit starts healing people gradually and also heals people instantly. And also, sometimes you've got to provoke someone's faith. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will say, hey, move their arm or tell them to move their leg. And when they start walking, they get healed as they're going. Amen? It says, as the leper went, he got cleansed. You know, sometimes that's how God operates. And God said to Moses, listen, you're going to do the signs. Amen? You're going to do the wonders through the rod that I put in your hand. Tell your neighbor, you're going to do the wonders, amen. You are going to, who, me? Am I going to do wonders? Yes, you today are going to do wonders. Why? Because if God's in your life, amen, and he, according to Psalm 77, is the wonder worker, he's the miracle worker. If he is the miracle worker, if he is the miracle worker and he lives in you, surely he's going to flow through miracles through your life, amen, amen. How many people need a miracle? Amen. Amen. How many people need a miracle? You need a miracle, and you need a miracle in your family, and God wants to use you to work some miracles, amen? Because it's his energizing, miraculous power working in you and working through you, amen? And we all know the story. Moses went for it, and he got the people out of Egypt. Let's turn over to Exodus chapter 14. That's amazing. When God does something amazing, how sometimes we forget about this amazing thing that God has done. You'd have thought, never, ever would these children of Israel forget what God has done. I mean, all the signs that God showed to Pharaoh through Moses, you'd think that these guys that have so much super confidence. I mean, if England would have put five past Italy yesterday, I would have super abundant confidence that England might win the World Cup today. Amen. Because they did some wonders. They did no wonders yesterday. In fact, we we're all wondering what they were going to do yesterday, weren't we? There was nothing happening. Now, the children of Israel, they saw God move. But yet, they were still challenged to keep believing in the God of miracles. In Exodus chapter 14, Moses, again, needs to work some wonders. And he said, Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. In verse 13, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you this day. Because they were there on the Red Sea, the Egyptians were catching them up, and they were afraid. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you. You shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward, but lift up your rod. There we go, a rod and stretch out your hand over the sea, and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry land uh, and cross over the Red Sea. And I will indeed harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them, so I will gain honour over Pharaoh and over all his army, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I gain honour for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. And the angel of God, who went before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. So it was a cloud of darkness to one and it gave light by night to the other so that the one did not come near the other all night. Then Moses, there we go, stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea into dry land and the waters divided this way and that way. Look at that amazing miracle that Moses performed by the rod that God had put in his hand. Hallelujah. He parted the Red Sea. Now God continues right throughout the Old Testament. You may think that this is just, oh, it's just Moses. But Joshua caused the sun to stand still, did he not? Joshua had the same anointing, passed on him for Moses, and he crossed over the Jordan. Elijah there, he just grabbed his mantle and he smashed the waters of the Jordan and it went this way and that way and he walked over on dry land. Elisha caught the anointing from Elijah and he came back with the same anointing and whacked the Jordan again and it parted this way and that. Because God is a God of miracles and he wants to work miracles through your life in the name of Jesus, amen? Now, let's turn over to the life of Jesus. We know Jesus was a miracle worker. That was his ministry. Many people started to follow him because he was a miracle worker. Now, let's turn over to John's Gospel, chapter 9. And we see here, in this scripture, Jesus working a miracle. Working a miracle. That word work, you'll see it in verse 4, is the word energeia. It means to work the energy, to work the things of God. It's not just hard work or a job. It's actually God's energizing power flowing through your life. Here in John's Gospel, chapter 9, you see Jesus meeting a blind man. Now, this is a working of miracle. Why? Because it's not just a healing. A healing is, is there. The difference between healing uh, and miracles, uh, Chris might have mentioned this last week. God can heal you in your physical body. I mean, you he can heal you, can make your eye better, you can, your leg better. But something that's impossible, something that's not possible with the natural order. Now, this blind man, it's not humanly possible that a blind man, who has ever heard of a blind man seeing? No one. It says there, you can read the scripture, people start talking about this miracle, saying, hey, this guy's opened the eyes of the blind. So we know that it was impossible in the natural order, but Jesus... Comes in and he starts ministering to this man in verse one. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, "Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind?" And Jesus said, "Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him." Now, this is a perfect example. The works of God, what the working of miracles. The working of miracles. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day and the night is coming when no one can work. What type of work is Jesus doing here? Jesus is talking about working miracles. He's talking about the energy of God to do the things that God had called him to do. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with his saliva. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. That is amazing. Jesus was starting to work a miracle in this man's life. He has faith, number one, and often the gifts of the Spirit, they work together. You might have heard that when Gable was teaching on faith or on healing. Jesus has faith. He has the gift of faith, number one, to pick up a little bit of dirt from the ground. He has faith that God is a God of creation. He's a God of creative miracles and he's starting to work a miracle by putting the clay on this man's eyes. And he says to him an instruction, a word of wisdom. He says here, go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and he washed. So listen, Jesus had to do something to operate in, in the miracle working power of God. He put the clay on the man's eyes. He had to do something. Now, Uh, If you're working in miracles, you have to do something. You have to move in faith. Be directed by the Holy Spirit. And then the man also needed to do something, did he not? Where did the man need to do? He needed to go and wash. And the Bible says, he went and he washed and he came back seeing. He came back seeing. Hallelujah. Amen. He came back seeing. That was a miracle. It's a working of miracles. Now, I want to give an example of this because... Some of you, anybody prayed for people who are blind? Anybody prayed for people who are blind? So, I mean, I wish it was as simple here as putting dirt on people's eyes. Of course, oh, I mean, we just go out in the car park, get some dirt, and start putting on people's eyes. Anybody got wearing glasses They say, Take your glasses off, put some dirt in your eyes, and you'll be healed. Now, it's as the Spirit wills. We, this is the only verse here that we see Jesus putting some dirt in a man's eyes. So he's working the work of miracles. And we also know that Jesus didn't do anything except by the Spirit of God. He only did what his father was doing. He was, only, he was under authority. He didn't do things as the son of God. He did things, he became a man. And he became subject to the Holy Spirit. And he was anointed by the Spirit. That's how he did the wonders. He did the wonders through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And it's the same for us. We do that by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now remember in Mali, we're having a big crusade. And we remember, I remember praying for Pacific minis- miracles in Mali. Now, I already said at the beginning that God works miracles when you pray. You pray first in the secret place, and God starts to speak to you. Now, He may speak to you and give you a picture of an ear or a leg or something. And you think, what's that, Lord? And God starts saying to you, listen, I want you to pray for legs or ears tonight. And so He speaks to you in the secret place. Well, as we were praying, God directed me to pray right through the Gospels, pacific miracles we prayed for blind eyes deaf ears and cripples to walk those those three things and that night as we preached the gospel every single one of those miracles we prayed for in the secret place directed by the Holy Spirit every single one of those miracles manifested themselves they came forward and they testified of healing and a lady came forward I mean I was surprised number one that she wasn't healed because I'd seen all these miracles and people testifying, and I was surprised that she wasn't healed. And so she came forward, I said, and she was on the platform here, and I remember praying, and I said, what's wrong? She said, she, the person next to her said, oh, she's, she's, she's blind, she can't see. I said, okay, we're going to pray. We're going to believe Jesus that you're going to heal. So I laid hands on these eyes, and I said, like Colin Di, I said, in the name of Jesus, blind eyes, open! And guess what happened? Nothing. Now... I don't know about you, sometimes you've got to stay in faith. I mean, we've just seen miracles, and God was healing people. So there's no problem with that. So I started thinking, well, what's going on? So I started to ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom. He said, pray again. So I prayed again. And I said, in the name of Jesus, blind eyes open. And I asked her, I said, what's going on? She said, well, well, I can see through this eye a little bit, but this eye is still closed. So I knew that God started to work. He was working a miracle. Something started to happen, and her eyes started to open. You know, sometimes when you're praying for people, the healing sometimes is instant, but sometimes it's gradual as well. So you should never be discouraged, never be discouraged if it doesn't happen immediately. You know, it's not like a microwave meal. You stick it in for one minute, expect it to come out. Sometimes God does it gradually. He's he's creating a miracle. He's doing something in his life, life. So I pray it again. And I pray in the name of Jesus. I command these eyes to be restored. I prayed a little longer this time. And I said, God, I want you to complete this work, do a creative miracle. Open these eyes. And then I said, what's going on? And she said to me, she said something. I said, oh, what did did she say? What did she say? And the the translation came back. She goes, oh, wow. And she was smiling. She said, I never knew that you were a white man. Now I took it right straight away. I thought, well, something's happened there. Her eyes have been opened. Now, God directs you to heal somebody. It's none of us. I mean, I wish I could leave. Oh, hallelujah, I'm the miracle worker. Look at me. I look at, no, it's God. We've got to remember that the miracles belong to Jesus. Amen? Jesus is energizing you. Go back to the definition. He's energizing you. He's given you energy, and he's working in you, and he's working through you with his power, his miracle power, to touch someone else's life. Amen? So the power's not for us. Have you ever heard people say, and you might have said, it, wow, this was powerful service. Anybody said that? That was a powerful service? Well, my question, if that was a powerful service, meaning you are now full of power, full of dunamis, you are now full of what? Miracles. Because that's the word, isn't it? Dunamis means miracles. It means power, power to do miracles. Now you just said we had a miracle powerful meeting hallelujah well my question now is where are you going to minister hallelujah which people are you going to minister to? what is that powerful jesus got up in the temple and he said "The, the spirit of the lord is upon me because the lord has anointed me to sit down in church he didn't say that did he the lord has anointed me to sit down in a cafe with my cell members no he said the lord has anointed me number one to preach hallelujah and to heal, amen, to set who? The captives free. Now, God has anointed me. Now, it's God, number one. He's anointed me. He's working in me. I've been set free, and now he's working through me by the working of miracles, by the gifts of healing and faith to touch someone else's life. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. That's good, because it's God. It's God who's working in you and through you. Now, I want you to turn over to Luke's Gospel, chapter 8. Now this is what, for me, this is what discipleship's all about. You can't model something that you don't have. I want to tell you that today. You can't model miracles, and you can't model the gifts of the Spirit, and you can't disciple people in the gifts of the Spirit unless you're moving in the gifts of the Spirit. So if you want to work miracles, and you want to move in the gifts of the Spirit, well I've got something to say to you today. It's quite simple advice. Get around people who are moving in the gifts of the Spirit. Amen? Get around people who are moving in the gifts of the Spirit. Because these gifts of the Spirit, they operate in faith, by the Holy Spirit. You need to get around people of faith, people who are moving in the gifts of the Spirit. Now, I'm going to be biased because I represent, on behalf of Colin, the missions department and the evangelical department. And it's my opinion, and you can take it or leave it, that if you don't go on mission, you'll hardly ever encounter the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, where are these gifts operating? Where do you see these miracles? Where do you see these great miracles, these breakthrough miracles that Jesus was doing? Where do you see them? He was on mission. He was preaching the gospel. So miracles are connected to the proclamation of the gospel. They go hand in hand. Often in church, if you've been in church a while and you've never been out there to the wild world, often you would think that miracles are just there to be celebrated in church. Oh, hallelujah, another miracle. Another, oh, hallelujah, another miracle. Glory, Another miracle. Well, thank God for God's grace and the healing of the body of Christ and healing people here in church and healing the occasional non-Christian. But actually, the miracles are out there for the people. The miracles are there to say, Jesus is not dead, he's alive. They're there to prove that the kingdom of God has come. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What was he saying there? Why did he say that? Where he's saying this, and the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Why? Because this dead man has been raised. This blind eye has been opened. These people have been healed. And I'm telling you, all these miracles that are happening here, they're evidence that the kingdom has come. When heaven comes down, everybody gets healed. Amen. When heaven comes down, people get saved. Now, Jesus, in Luke's gospel, chapter 8, it came to pass afterwards that he went through every city and village preaching. And bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God and the twelve were with him. So Jesus didn't just operate in supernatural power in the working of miracles. He was bringing the good news of the kingdom of God, which includes miracles and preaching the gospel. And then in Luke's gospel, chapter 9, verse 1, he called his 12 disciples together and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Hallelujah. Jesus was operating in miracles. Jesus was operating in the working of miracles. And then he gets a team of people together to also go and operate in the miraculous. Hallelujah. Now, that's the vision that we have in church. We spent the whole day yesterday with our cell leaders and Friday night. We had a breakthrough service. Colin was ministered on spreading the fire. Well, we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, let's talk about the fiery gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The flame that God has put in you is, it could also be said as the gifts of the Spirit the whole Holy Spirit, the whole flame of God includes the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And God wants to spread that flame all over London. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus here, if you notice in the life of Jesus, the miracles were connected to reaching people with the gospel. Reaching people with the gospel. They weren't tokens, they weren't there to show off. You remember sometimes in the scriptures, Jesus said, listen, don't talk about this miracle. Anybody read those passages? Don't talk about what I did. And sometimes he started to dampen because he didn't want people to suddenly celebrate the miracle. Jesus said when he fed the 5,000 or the 4,000 in the book of John, he said, you know what? I know why you've come back. I know why you're here, because you've come back for bread. You've come back for food. You saw me feed the 5,000. You've come back because of those things. So people, they liked miracles, but we don't worship miracles, we worship the miracle maker, amen? We worship Jesus, and Jesus is pointing to the kingdom of God. Now, as we turn over, we're gonna look at the book of Acts as we're flying through these verses. Now you might think, okay, Christian, Today, we're talking about the working of miracles, and we've looked at Moses. Well, Moses was this big prophet, and you've mentioned some things from the Old Testament. I'm not an Old Testament prophet, so that doesn't include me. I can't operate in miracle power because I'm not like Moses. I don't have the same calling as Moses. Well, and then you might say the same thing. Well, you mentioned Jesus. Well, I'm not Jesus. I'm not perfect. And I've already mentioned Jesus didn't minister out of the fullness of his sonship. He, he became a man in human form, and he got anointed by the Holy Spirit, the same as us. But you might say, well, that was Jesus, but that's not me. Well, I want you to turn over to the book of Acts, and I want you to turn over to Acts chapter 6, because in the book of Acts, God used normal people like you and I to perform miracles. Amen? Can I have a louder amen? Normal people like you and I, that means every one of us can move in miracles. Now... As I said before, it's not as you will. It's not like suddenly, oh, well, I'm going to try. Christian said I can move in miracles. I'm going to try my best to move in miracles this week. It's not about that. You don't try. You just submit yourself to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit fills you. And if you're praying and asking God to use you, He is going to empower you. It's going to happen. Don't ask me when it's going to happen, but I'm telling you, it is going to happen. If you're praying for opportunities to pray for people, you're going to get opportunities to pray for people. I remember when I first came down to Bible school and I was studying, I got filled with the Holy Spirit and it was new to me and I got charged and I was getting into the pattern of just praying for people. And somebody said to me, just pray for people because as you pray for others, God's going to fill you. And I was so addicted to getting filled myself. So I'm not saying I was being a bit selfish. Maybe I was a little selfish. Sometimes I just thought, my God, I was getting addicted to the anointing. So I'd pray for every person that I could get my hands on if I felt the Holy Spirit was in it. And I tell you, when you pray for somebody else, God anoints you. I remember praying for a man in the middle of um, Windsor. I can't remember where he is and what happened to him. All I remember is talking to him and said, "Listen, I want to pray for you." And I prayed for him, and he fell under the power of the Holy Spirit. I remember leaving. I don't know what happened to him. He may be just lying there right now, still filled with the Holy Spirit. I was just that—that addicted. I was. I just wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because I tell you, if you want to move in the gifts of the Spirit, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, God wants to use normal people. Acts chapter 6 and verse 8. Now, you notice in this verse that it was people who volunteered themselves to get involved in church. And then it says, Stephen. So Stephen was a man like you and I. He was just serving in church, like Matt there at the back is faithful and singing, and all the student team, the welcome team to help you at the tooth. I'm talking about these types of people, just helping in church, normal people, not thinking that they're the Pope, not thinking that they're some super spiritual person, just a normal person serving God. That was Stephen. And it says in verse 8, Stephen, a man full of faith and power did great wonders and signs among the people. Wow, a normal person like Stephen operating in the working of miracles. How do we know his working the miracles were there? It says, full of faith and power. And that word power is the word dunamis, which means the word miracles there. Uh, he was operating in faith and power and doing great wonders and signs among the people. Now we know in the, in the, New, in the New Testament, miracles did two things. One, confirmed the gospel. They confirmed that Jesus was alive because Peter and John who healed the man at the gate called Peter, what did they say? They started to preach the gospel and they said, Jesus was a man attested to you by signs and wonders and it's not by any power that we had that it healed this man, but it was Jesus. Jesus healed him through us. It was the power of Jesus. And I tell you, salvation is found in no other name except in the name of Jesus. And they started to glorify the name of Jesus. So the miracle in Acts 3 was all about glorifying the gospel, glorifying Jesus, and here as well. And the second thing is persecution. We notice there, when miracles happened, persecution came as well. So How many people want miracles now? Hallelujah. Amen. Miracles bring persecution. Miracles bring persecution. We often know that in some of the most persecuted places in the world, I mean, where Christians are persecuted, often you have the greatest level of miracles. The greatest level of power. The greatest level. Now you have the greatest level of evil going on there. But you also have God matching the power. A bit like Egypt and Moses. Now we know that Pharaoh started to match God's sign of, of a serpent on the floor. But it got to the point where those people of Pharaoh's uh, team, they couldn't match anything that God had to offer eventually. God was just, okay, going with them, flow. And they came to the point where said, God had enough. And he said, listen, forget it. And they couldn't match it. I tell you today, the devil cannot match God's power. The devil cannot match God's power. Amen? Now, there may be counterfeit miracles out there and counterfeit healings and counterfeit psychics. There's one psychic at Westfield that we've got to close down in the name of Jesus. Amen? Remember when the revival started in the 80s? Old African ladies would go out there and they would close down some of the witches' coven out there in the Notting Hill Gate. And they would go around praying for p- places like that that are against God. And they closed the whole places down by the power of the anointing. I'm telling you, that is the working of miracles through intercession. Supernaturally, closing things down. Why? Because God's power is greater than the power of the enemy. Amen? We have to believe that. Hallelujah. When God is working, it's true. When God is working, when we're doing it, it's not true. We're trying to cast out a demon. We don't have the authority. And God's not moving. Well... Don't try to do something that God's not doing, amen? But when God's doing something, that demon's going to disappear in the name of Jesus because the power of God is there. Then Acts chapter 8, we see another man. He's there in Acts 6 also, serving on tables. He's called Philip. Normal people like you and I being energized by the power of the Holy Spirit to operate in supernatural power, amen? Supernatural power, that's the working of miracles. And it says there, Therefore, verse 4, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. They were preaching the gospel. They were preaching about Jesus. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached the Christ, the anointed one, his anointing to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip. Now, why did they listen to what Philip had to say? Why did they listen to what Philip had to say? It says, in the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing... And seeing, everybody say hearing and seeing. Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. They saw the working of miracles. And as they saw the working of miracles, miracles happening, demons being cast out, blind eyes being opened, paralyzed people walking, people being healed, they decided to believe what Philip had to offer. Hallelujah. That's the purpose of miracles. That's the purpose of the working of miracles. Why? Because as you preach the kingdom of God and you're operating signs and wonders, it's pointing to one direction. Amen? And that direction is Jesus. Amen? That direction is heaven. We don't worship miracles. We worship Jesus. Now, Philip and Stephen were just normal people like you and I, operating in the power of God, and God started to use them. This is what was happening in the early church. So we talked about Moses, we talked about Jesus, and we're talking about simple people like Stephen, simple people like Philip. Now, how did they operate in miracles? But well, they were simply available, amen? They were simply available. What is it? Is it that simple? Is it that, are you telling me, Christian, it's that simple today to operate in miracles? Available, be available. Yes, it's that simple. God can't use people who are not available. If you're not available, I mean, we can't even use people who are not available. Will you help with the 2.30 service? No. Well, we can't use you then, can we? It's as simple as that. God is not saying you need to help with the 2.30 service. Today, he may be. I may say that again a third time, fourth time, amen. But God might be saying, who here wants to operate in the miraculous? Who wants to start working miracles? Anybody out there today? Hallelujah. Who wants to start moving? Any available people out there today. That's what God might be saying to you today. And you might feel fear in your heart. You may be like Moses saying, I can't speak. I've got so much stuff. But if you just say, God, despite what's going into in my life, I want to be used by you. I'm available. Whenever you say, I'm available. I remember being on the bus to work when I was 17 years old and I just rededicated my life to God. And the Holy Spirit said to me, witness to that man. I didn't have a clue what I was saying. But because I was desiring at that point to be available, I spoke to him about Jesus. It's about being available, being available, and being obedient. Because if you want to see God move, you've got to be available. Sometimes in London, we're so busy, we're not available. Somebody phones you on your mobile phone, and you click them off. You say, what does that mean? I'm not available. They call you again, I'm not available. Call you again, I'm not available. See, sometimes we're doing that to God. We need to just simply be available to God. Be available, and when God brings that sick person, God brings that somebody into your life, you're available, and you're going to see the power of God in Jesus' name. Amen? Let's bow our heads in prayer right now as time has gone. if The banners is, uh, is, will come back right now. I want to pray firstly for people. You have not received the miracle of salvation. You've not received the miracle of salvation. You're not a Christian. You don't know if you get into heaven or not today. Well, I want every head bowed, every eye closed, and I want to pray with you today before we leave that that you're going to receive Christ, who is the miracle worker, into your heart today. You're going to have forgiveness of sins. Jesus is going to come into your heart right now. I'm going to pray a prayer right now, and if you're in this place today, you're not a Christian or you need to recommit your life to God, You've not been living right and you've been coming to the 2.30 service or other services and you're here today and you say, you know what? I've not come forward and said I'm a Christian. I've not come forward and given my life to Jesus. I need forgiveness. I need to rededicate my life. And you're talking about miracles today, Christian, and I'm so far away from God. I need to commit my life to Him today. I need His grace. I need His forgiveness. If that's you, I'm going to pray this prayer. You prayed in your heart. Say, Father God, I come to you right now. And I admit that I've let you down. I'm a sinner and I'm far away from you and I'm struggling. But today I'm coming back to you. Lord, come into my heart right now. I need you. I want you. I choose to follow you from this moment onwards. Jesus, be my Lord and be my God. These miracles that we're talking about. I want a miracle in my heart. I want a new heart. I want to be born again. I want to be forgiven. Jesus, thank you for hearing my prayer thank you for accepting me in Jesus name if you're in this place today where every head is bowed every eye is closed if you want forgiveness of sins I want to pray with you you prayed that prayer in your heart you need Jesus in your life just lift your hand right now in this place today and you're saying I want to rededicate I want to commit my life to Jesus thank you sir lift it high in this place today when you lift that hand not just lift it to me you lift it to heaven I need forgiveness I need God's grace pray for me Christian I prayed that prayer I want Christ in my heart lift your hand high right now everybody who's lifted your hand to stand on your feet right now if you lifted your hand to stand up right now and I'm gonna pray with you you know when you stand you're standing before God you're making sure that you're saved you're gonna move forward God said to Moses tell the people to move forward I'm telling you today stand and move forward with God as I pray right now thank you Father Lord for every single person who's standing we pray for them every Christian praying Lord we ask you in the name of Jesus that you would come into their hearts right now make them born again connect them to a good cell group a good leader will help them move forward with you here in the church lord and we pray that they would advance in your in you and advance as you do a work in them you'll start to do a work through them in jesus name father complete the work you started in jesus name amen let's all stand right now as we finish today thank you father god let's all stand right now Lift your hands high today. If you are saying to God, Lord, I'm available. Lord, I'm available. Lord, I'm available. Now you begin to pray right now. Just tell the Lord in your own words, Lord, I'm available. I want you to use me bring people to me bring people I can pray for bring situations to me use me in the working of miracles Lord God use me to operate in the miraculous use me Father God and I tell you today that could mean you go on the next mission to Romania that could mean you just go on the next street outreach that could mean you pray for someone in hospital you just say Lord I'm available Lord I'm available I'm available Father God I'm available use me Father For your glory, bring the sick to me. Bring people to me that I can pray for. Lord, Holy Spirit, work a work in me. Work a work through me in the name of Jesus. Father God, break the spirit of fear. Break the spirit of intimidation. Father God, baptize us afresh with the fire. Lord, last week was the Holy Spirit week, Lord God, where we pray, Lord, for the fullness of the Spirit, uh, the working of the Holy Spirit, the energy of the Holy Spirit to, to move us right now. Move us towards miracles move us in you Father God in Jesus name just wait on the Holy Spirit for a moment hallelujah thank you Father thank you Jesus now I just want to pray with someone as we finish today someone's got pain in the feet you've got a pain in your foot I don't know if that could be your ankles aching or you've got a pain there or some sort of stabbing some sort of injury if that's you take a step out your seat right now and just come forward You've got a problem with your ankle. You've got pain in the foot. Just come right now. I want to pray with you. That's it. Just come. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. What's the problem with you? In your heel. Right. You Just come and pray for this heel. Lift your hands right now. Just pray. Put your hands forward. Church, thank you, Father God. Lord, we command the pain. Out of this heel right now. In the name of Jesus. And be healed. Loose. So let it go right now. Just put your hand on that ankle. The left ankle. Thank you, Father God. God is healing you right now. Hey, come out in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There it is. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Now is the time of restoration. Now is the time. 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 Thank you, Father. Now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time of restoration. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. out of this angle right now in, in the name of jesus in the name of jesus thank you just receive the healing right now the presence of is on you right now in jesus name just begin to move your ankles right now thank you hallelujah thank you jesus Mark, if you want to just come pray for these knees and pray, Amen. Well, God bless you guys as you leave today. Let's give Jesus praise right now. Hallelujah, Amen. Just go, go out this week and go and pray for people, Amen. Go and pray for people. Go and lay hands on people according to what you believe the Holy Spirit to expect miracles, expect healings. And uh, read up on the gifts of the Spirit by Lester Solomon. We're we'll all listening to some of the messages that we've been sharing. Get this revelation in your spirit. I tell you, God is going to start to use you in the miraculous. In Jesus' name. Amen.